You're listening to Neuro Delight, delighting in all things neurodivergent with your host, Madeline Jane Lobsey. I'm with the gorgeous, delightful, delicious, intelligent, remarkable, sparkly Rebecca McCash from Future Tech. Hello. Hi, Madeline. What a wonderful intro, as always. <laughs> it's always good to be reminded who you are, I reckon. Oh, thank you. I do appreciate it. It's been a wild couple of weeks over here, moving house and trying to do a bunch of things during the festive period. It's not ideal, so I appreciate it. Yeah, look, and that's what we want to talk about today um, because we are in the thick of it. And interestingly, it's a weird thing to say, but this is my first festive season as a neurodivergent human. Now, is that true? No, but I was... I was diagnosed this year. So this is my first time of really being awake to my actual experience of it instead of the dreaded survival of it in the past. Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, well, congrats. And I hope that it makes this year a bit more enjoyable for you because, yeah, it can can feel a bit like just trying to survive through it. Um, And if you don't know yourself and you don't know what kind of strategies might help you. I mean, I, I can definitely relate um, through many years of, of not knowing that I was neurodivergent. So um, you can definitely be a bit more proactive, I think, if you know, you know, too much socializing is definitely not going to be great. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how this Christmas looks different for you. Yeah, yeah, I I really don't know I I can't tell what it's gonna be like but I but what I can tell you is I've stopped forcing myself to do things that are extremely challenging and don't work yeah and that I think is is one of the most kind of powerful things about diagnosis and about knowing you know who you are and and um it just allows you to be gentle and support yourself a bit better and not force it right because you feel like you should or you feel like you have to or the expectation is there that you know that you will um just saying like actually this is not right for me and I want to enjoy my Christmas (laughs) yeah totally totally so I thought um we could try and start telling people. I mean, we say this is neuro delight, and we're going to talk about the neuro, the delights, and the downers. And I thought it would be good to just try and talk about some of those things. I do know in the neurodivergent world, a lot of people are posting about it at the moment, like various things you can do and what's going to make a difference. But maybe either for people who have no idea or people that we may support, what are some of the things you would say about the festive season that can make a difference yeah I I think a lot of my struggles with um with Christmas and the 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 whole period is quite like multi-layered um I, I think so some of some of the things that I struggle with may be quite unique to my situation as I don't have any of my own family here I am often spending Christmas with my partner's family or with other people's families who all have different ways of doing Christmas. I mean, I think everybody's family has different, unique 
kind of ways of, of doing yeah. Christmas. Some people do it on Christmas Day. Some people do it on Christmas Eve. Some people do Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day, you know. And um, the flow of the day seems to be different depending on, you know, which culture um, you're part of or... Um, I mean, for me, like the first thing is just Australia is hot at Christmas time. That I just cannot still after eight years, I'm still like, it's not Christmas. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I think there are a few things in there that that make that challenging because I'm sort of here by myself. Um, One of my biggest challenges around Christmas time is the food element. Yeah. I find uh, it's just, like I find it very, very difficult to go into uh, a situation where people have spent a lot, a lot of time, money, effort, love, cooking beautiful meals, and I can't eat any of it. <laughs> so I think that's one of my my biggest struggles. Like I, I tend to just sit in the corner with my bread roll. Um, and feel guilty as well because people like want to feed you (laughs) have this and have this and you have to keep saying no sorry so um I think if people can always make sure to have some of those safe foods around because you know I won't eat if I don't have safe food around and there is nothing nothing worse than a hungry bag and I'm sure that is a very common thing for many neurodivergent people. You know, if you're hungry, it's you're going to be way, way more prone to getting overwhelmed really, really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it is a big one, food. And even though for me, I I have some particular things about food, like I don't want to mix food and it's got to be separated and stuff like that. Um, but I don't deal with a real sensitivity to it. But what I do have are very rigorous ways that I eat and particularly in the in the last 18 months. And it really takes something to deal with everybody else about that because mm. people are like, but I feel bad that you're not eating something nice. And it's like, well, it's nice to me. Like th- this is what is nice to me and what I want to do or, you know, oh, you can't eat with the rest of us. And I'm like, I am, I'm sitting at the table eating with the rest of you. And, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know, there's just a lot. When will you be able to eat normally again? I'm like, maybe never if what you think is normal and what I think is normal. So, yeah, it is. It's a really tough one because it is something I love that you said about the love and the time because it is an expression of love for people. Yeah. So yeah. I think it, it's very emotionally connected. Like it, it occurs like a, a rejection to them. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Um, and then I guess the other element as well is like the social element of eating together like that's something that I find really really difficult I don't like eating in front of other people oftentimes I will go out for like drinks and then go home so that I can eat in private like I just I I don't I don't want people looking at me while I'm eating I don't want to have to try and time my bites in between talking because 
I don't want to, you know, you know, like it's really quite difficult to actually like socially eat a meal and I do not enjoy it. Um, so there's, there's definitely that as well. Um, and then let's other- look at the other stuff. Cause the, I, I think the other stuff is all the, it, it is also related to love. Um, which is presence, kissing, hugging, touching, um, <laughs> all of that world. Mm, presence. Uh, presence are, are quite a big one, actually. Like, I I love getting presents and I love giving presents. Don't get me wrong. Um, but there's something about receiving a gift from someone and the pressure of how you react when you open that gift and how to react in the the right way or like if you don't make the right facial expression and you know you don't want to offend them um that's something that I find really difficult so I tend to try at least to open gifts in private I'll just sort of be like oh I'll open it later but people want to see your reaction as well so so that can be that can be quite quite challenging um and giving gifts as well sometimes it's quite tricky to like know what to give to people there's a lot of like social nuance in in that even you know how much you're expected to spend on a gift um that is not always very clear so I think gifts gifts are are beautiful and wonderful and I'm not by any means saying that I do not want to receive gifts. I definitely do. Um, It's just that there is quite a lot of like social nuance attached to it that I don't think people often think about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I was even watching myself on this Zoom and here I am with my, you know, Christmas bauble headband that I'm wearing. And I was thinking, you know, I like wearing them, but a lot of them, a lot of it is about people might say, oh, you're such an extrovert. You're so, so social and such an extrovert. But when I look at some of those behaviors, like my glitter Christmas bauble headband, I go, that's part of the masking. Like mm. that's part of the showing I'm involved, showing I'm into Christmas, having something to talk about, so people can go, oh, look, you've got a Christmas bauble. I like your headband. <laughs> like, it's all part of the survival in uh, it. I do love the headbands, Thank by you. the way, Madeline. It's um, it's fabulous. I feel a little bit under underdressed, um, <laughs> but yeah, it 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 like it is, it is tricky. Um, and another one that I have only really been exposed to since I moved to Australia, Christmas games. Oh. Christmas games. Australians do a lot of Christmas games. Right, right. And I, like my, I don't know if it was just my family back home, but we, we, we didn't do that. That wasn't a done thing. So this whole yeah. like secret santa not so bad actually secret santa because you know you're buying a gift for a person and then you can you know buy something that you think that they will like if you know who they are which is yeah. not always the case but it's a, a straight exchange there's not really a heck of a lot of like social complexity in the exchange of the gifts but then this game stealing santa 
Oh. <laughs> Have you played this game before? Oh, once for the first time last year. Terrifying. Like, I cannot begin to describe the level of anxiety that that game puts on me. So, if any, I guess if anybody doesn't know, basically, you, you, everybody buys a gift to a certain, you know, um, price cap. Yeah. And then you get numbers, you pull numbers out of a hat and, and you go in that, the order of that number and everyone gets to choose a gift. Once you open your gift, you can either keep it or you can choose to steal someone else's gift. Now, I just can't. I cannot. I don't know why people find that fun. I don't. (laughs) It's like, it's just like so, like, what if you offend someone? I don't want to take someone's gift if they're like really, really like, you know. I like, I, I can't. So games like this, I find particularly challenging and that the pressure to participate as well you know it's I, I'm quite happy to watch it unfold I don't want to be an active participant but there is That's definitely so funny pressure. because when I did it I was like oh god I just hate being competitive like I don't I don't know it felt competitive to me but actually I think it's all those other things that you said about it like I didn't want to upset someone or you know or but maybe maybe like that's selfish. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I, I, like, and I do actually think that it's quite a common thing for autistic people to struggle with competition. So maybe, maybe a lot of it does lie in that realm. And maybe like the reason we struggle with competition is because of all those things that we were just talking about. Like, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings I don't want someone to miss out I don't want someone else to lose basically and what that might then mean for my future um interactions with this person because I think there's a lot of trauma there as well like around Mm -hmm. I don't want to do the right the wrong thing in case I you know there are repercussions later on so yeah it's um yeah, I'm not a lover of of, of the, the stealing Santa game. I've got to say. <laughs> so, if we were going to talk about then what would make a difference during the festive season, because we've obviously talked about what is for us very much neuro downers, um, and what occurs like completely forced participation in most things. Um, what do you? What would you say would make the festive season really great for you? Like, genuine choice around participating I don't know if necessarily like it's quite difficult because even if and I have been in many many occasions with my partner's family kind of given given the the option not to participate but then there's something there that feels like you're the odd one out so I think if if society normalizes you know not participating a little bit more that would be really helpful um I think making sure that people have access to safe foods definitely important so I mean you can have a conversation with the person beforehand you know what are some things that would that we could you know make sure that are available for you or letting people know to bring something from home if that you know is a is an option as well um 
outside of that, chicken nuggets, chips, cheese pizza, you know, <laughs> the standard goodies for us folk um, yeah. can be helpful. Um, allowing headphones at the dinner table. Yeah. I think that's a... I think a lot of people have a, a, a really, really visceral reaction to that. You know, um, having headphones on it at the dinner table, especially at the Christmas dinner table. I don't know anybody's family who would just kind of not have a reaction to that. I mean, you know, you want to be seem to be participating, I guess, um, in the conversation, things like that. But like, oftentimes, you know, you've got. 18 different conversations all happening over yeah. one with another and you've got the the people pulling the christmas crackers you call them something different here bonbons uh, bonbons much better name i do prefer that um you've got the christmas music playing in the background there's just a there's a lot a lot of auditory stuff going on there and wearing headphones to kind of minimize yeah. some of that yeah definitely would be helpful I would say the biggest thing for me in any social situation, but it's also really amped up at this time, is the freedom to actually leave the room and go take a breather and go be in another space and not be judged for that. Like have everybody then come in and check on me and go, are you okay? I'm like, yes, I just need a little space for a moment. Yes, yes. I I tend to like um, use the bathroom as that that space room. I'm sure... I'm sure there would be it would be nicer to have a nicer space, but because you can lock the door, I just like go in and lock lock myself yeah, yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although I'm sure, you know, people wonder why I'm spending so much time in the toilet. <laughs> oh well. Oh well, let them let them let them think what they think. <laughs> but no, definitely just to go and like just take five. Yeah. You know, it's it's and then you can go back into it. Um re-energized yeah I think the only other thing I would say is look I don't want anybody to be in in the kind of world where they are worried about everything that they're going to say and you know don't want to upset people and you know all of that like I always try to say to people look if you want to know just ask me and I promise I'll be okay like Mm. Promise it's okay to actually ask me. And we've all grown up with social, particular social etiquettes. And um, you know, I guess my thing I say to people all the time is I really do want you to be able to be yourself and I want to be able to be myself. And we might do things differently, but if we can just talk to each other, it'll all work out. Yeah, I think that's such a such a perfect message. Um and just you know, I encouraging people to reflect on um, who is this thing important to? Mm-hmm. You know, this this particular way of doing it, or or this particular um, activity, or you know, whatever that might be. Who who is this the most important to? And and I think oftentimes we it's it's the most important thing for us as individuals, and we place that expectation on other people yeah Uh, and I think if we if we're a bit more aware of well actually who who is this who is this important for yeah then I think people would would definitely have a better kind of way of just being more flexible and understanding and 
Yeah. You know, making it fun for everyone, not just, you know, fun for whoever it is that, that, you know, has that expectation or however that expectation became an expectation in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess our final message that would delight us is, um, I don't know, I always, our, our tagline at the A-list is be social your way. And um, I guess that's my wish for the festive season. And, you know, even to even to have just great compassion for the people around you and the world, you know, the world has a lot going on and there are many people right now who would think any celebration of Christmas is not not something that there is to be doing right now. Um, yeah. And and there are people that will not ever celebrate Christmas because culturally they just don't. So, um, you know, to take all the pressure off all of it and allow people to be and at the same time the heart of it, enjoy each other's company and express love your way. Yeah, I love that. I really love that and rest as well. I think rest. people often forget to actually rest at this time of year because it's so you know frantic and there's so much going on but everybody is everybody needs rest at this time of year like it's 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 important um and you know I know all my colleagues all my friends everyone you know has has just been exhausted by this entire year so definitely make time to just slow down and rest read a book do do something that makes you feel good um and yeah, enjoy, enjoy loved ones company. That's definitely a good, good message. Yeah. Well, thank you, Rebecca Makash. I love saying your whole name. It's such a good <laughs> name. Um, and um, I hope, I hope you have all those things over this time period and you get to eat as many cheese pizzas and chicken nuggets as you like. <laughs> nobody tries to steal your Santa and um, you actually get lots of rest. Oh, thank you, Madeline. I wish that same for you. 